Hi, everybody, and welcome to the second episode of Mental Strength Motivation. Um, I hope you all, if you have listened to the first episode, enjoyed it. Um, Like I said, this is going to be a podcast to have that conversation. Um, I also just wanted to point out that it also is a podcast to, um, oh, man, to have, oh, I'm sorry, a podcast to have people share their their personal struggles and their personal stories, um, especially in this first um, month that I'm doing. So my next guest today is going to be a friend from college. I actually met her when I studied abroad in Italy um, for only about a month, though. She has a pretty awesome Instagram page you guys should definitely check out called M Grand Fit. Um, it's both a fitness and a mental health page. Um, I am very happy that she is willing to come on the podcast, and I'm going to bring her in and let her introduce herself. Hey, Emily, how you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm really happy to have you on here. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's my first ever podcast, so it's <laughs> interesting. <laughs> hey, I was definitely um, a little nervous in my first one, but I think once you know, once you get into the conversations, it gets a little bit easier. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself a little more to the guests? Uh, I mean, to the to the listeners, and um, maybe also let them know a little bit of the things that you've struggled with with your mental health. And give them a little insight on the things that you go through. Sure. Uh, my name is Emily Grant. I'm 24 years old, and I'm from New Jersey. Um, oh, yeah. So <laughs> I would say that, you know, everyone's journey starts a little differently. Um, when I first noticed I struggled with uh, my mental health was in high school. Um, I was a senior, and, you know, everything was starting to unfold. Your friends are going to these crazy colleges and Instagram and Twitter was like the height at this point in my life. And all you're doing is comparing yourself. Um, So that was like very hard for me to like see what else was out there. And I, I like took everything I saw to heart. Um, And then in February of my uh, senior year, I lost like our class lost somebody in a car accident. Um, and he was a childhood friend of mine. And I think that's when I was like, you know, everything plummeted for me. I realized like how hard life could be. And instead of being like grateful for my life, like some people take away from incidents like that, I just became questionable and like mad at the world and nothing, nothing made sense. It was like, I had a very, what does, what does it even matter anyways attitude? Um, yeah. And so from there, I guess I just continued to suffer from like depression and anxiety. And then, you know, you go through the phases and then you go to college and everything's just as hard as it was in high school, you know, um, expectation and what's supposed to happen. And is this the college experience that everyone else is having? And, you know, with loss, you, you struggle. And then I think that um, my platform that I try hard to keep up um, has a lot to do with, you know, body image, whether it was the denial of a, of a boy in high school or college or seeing a celebrity, you know, you strive to be the best you can be, but, you know, no one's perfect. 
No. Yeah. I mean, I think you brought up a lot of great things. You know, I think on the somebody passing away one, that is something that I think triggers a lot of people's things to start becoming difficult, you know, and especially if it was somebody close, like you said, you know, he was a childhood friend. Um, right. Yeah. And when things like that happen, it, it, it hits really hard because it's just sudden, you know, I can actually, I think I'm in a better place now, so I'm handling it better. But in the last few months, including a few days ago, I've had two old friends from high school from back in Jersey pass away suddenly. And they were both our right. age, right? Like I graduated, we, I graduated high school with them, both 24, 25. And I think being in a better place now helped me handle it better, but it also, it was still messing with my mind on that day, right? Because in my head, I was like, I was like, damn, they are, they're our age, you know, like yeah. we're supposed to be starting to get into some of our stride and doing some things that we love to do. And, and, well, you know, we're not supposed to be passing away. Yeah. Um, and then I think the way people handle those, right. So like, like I said, now I think I can handle it better, but like for you, it happened at the end of high school. If that had ha- something like that had happened to me at the end of high school, I don't think I would have been able to handle it that well, you know? Right. And it's like the kind of thing that, um, no one should have to handle at that point in your life, you know? Yeah. So I think, you know, I I went to a very small high school. So when it happened, it happened. Like it was in February around this time of year, you know, everyone's excited for what's to come prom and all that. And so it was like, Oh wow. Like we, none of us in the small little town ever had to, deal with something so tragic. So I think that, you know, seeing how other people handle it too also affects it because you're like, well, they're doing it for attention there, you know, and then it's just a whole mix up of things. I mean, I've dealt with loss after that from a friend in college. And when I had to deal with his loss, I was more there for my friend other friends than I was like handling it, you know, like I was like, well, I've been through this, so I'm going to be there for them instead of, you know, which is also like a lot of people with mental health issues do. They, you know, push their, their shit aside and deal with someone else's shit (laughs) and you can't do that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly too. That's a, that's a really important point. You know, yes, you can be there to, you know, support other people, but you got to also be there to take care of yourself. Exactly. Uh, uh, man, what was, there was a second point that you had brought up that I wanted to touch on as well. Um, what did you say after you, you were, uh, was it college? Yes. Uh, about losing someone in college. No, no. In, in your first statements, you said. Oh, like when you go to college and then you just. You know, you compare yourself and oh yes, yeah, the comparing, yeah, the comparing and the expectations. I think is something that also people, especially with mental health, but also society overall, um, has been struggling with. And like you said, Instagram and Twitter were at its height a few years ago, and they're still around. But you know, other things are taking over. Yeah, Um, but it's that comparing and that expectation. I think one of the things that helped me get through some of my struggles and my depression and anxiety and things and get to a better place that I'm at now is that, and, and it's, and people say it in a lot of different, um, in a different, uh, ways of life, but 
you you get the comparing needs to stop, right? Because the only thing that you need to be competing for is you, right? Like yeah, who you were yesterday, who you were last week. The comparison is to yourself. You, there's no competition with anybody else. It's just you trying to find and build a better version of yourself. Definitely, and I think that you know a lot of people. You know, you're always going to compare some aspect of your life to someone else's, even if it's like a family member or a close friend. But at the end of the day, what is that getting you? You know, and I think that's something that a lot of people have to think about. Like, what is that going to do for yourself and your life? You know? Yeah, exactly. And by the way, you can be happy for other people. You know, like you have friends and they're doing well. Sure, you can look at what they're doing and be happy for them. But once you start saying, damn, they're doing that, but I'm only here, then that's where, you know, that's where the issues come in. Right. Um, I think, I think a, a, good, a good thing to transition to the next one is, is also figuring out how to look at things like that and then also how to look at the days when, you know, you wake up and just from the jump you're feeling like shit is going into the next question of, and, and for you, I want to know, especially now and even back then, right, like in college and stuff, how did you get through some of the days and cope? And now how do you continue to cope with the things that you struggle with? Yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's definitely a heavy question, I would say, just because um, it's such an important part of the process of healing. Um, and, you know, everyone finds their own way to cope. And I would say like it changes. So I was lucky enough to um, find a therapist that I really, really like. And she was my first one. And you see, not everyone gets that first initial click. Some people have to go through a bunch of different therapists. And um, I was really lucky. Yeah. I started to go to her, I would say at the end of my senior year and into college. And, um, you know, at first it, it wasn't, um, you don't really get much from it because you have to explain to her a bunch of things before you kind of really get into the stuff you want to talk about. Um, but I, you know, I was hesitant, but you need someone non-biased to talk to and they're a great outlet. You know, I, I could talk to my best friend all I want, but at the end of the day, you know, she's my best friend. Um, and I, I always encourage people, even if you don't think you need a therapist to go see one, I think they're fabulous. And I think everyone can benefit from one, even if you don't have depression or anxiety or anything. Um, yeah, so I would say, like, that's one of the ways I cope. I don't go, like, as regularly because um, it's a lot. So I try to go, you know, every so often I'll text her and be like, hey, can we meet up? <laughs> but, you know, it's a great to have that kind of relationship where you could just go on the fly. And then I would say other ways to cope if you don't – if you're not that comfortable with going to a therapist um, – well, one of my big ones is working out, um, obviously, because mm -hmm. I have the fitness page. So I would say that is something that I always love to do. I played soccer in high school. In college, I loved doing it, but I didn't get the chance to have that much time to do it with school. And 
everything. And then when I got out of college with work, but because of quarantine, I had so much time to really like put my whole self into it. And I would say it's a great way, even if it's just going for a walk. Um, Cooking is a great one because you're not thinking about anything else but what's in the kitchen. Um, Reading is something I'm starting to do. But I would say if you're struggling to find a hobby you've always wanted to do. Sometimes the thing that helps you cope doesn't work. You know, sometimes something that works one day might not work the next. Like, I could go to the gym one day and I'm like, wow, I feel so much better. I can go the other day and it makes things worse. So you have to try to find an outlet. But I would say the main thing that helped me cope is being honest with myself and admitting that, you know, I'm not okay. And like once you admit that, you could figure out the next step. But you can't cope with something if you're in denial of it, you know? Uh And like one day you could feel on top of the world and one day you might want to not want to leave your bed. And like that's okay, but you just can't make it a habit. And I think that's like what a lot of people struggle with is like the way they cope is to not cope. (laughs) And you can't do that, you know? Yeah, I agree with a, I like a lot of what you said. Um, I think that uh, people need to understand that it's it's it takes it's going to take multiple things, right? You know, like you said, it's one day the working out might work, um, but another day it might not, right? And I think that people need to see that they can um, try to go and find a few things to do. Uh, that can help them. And I think it's a really good way to go about it because it it also keeps you busy, right? I think my last guest talked about it and he was like, you got to be productive in a, in a sense, right? You can't just, yeah, yeah, definitely. you can't just sit at home. Like I used to do in college, right? I used to just sit in the, in my dorm room unless I had to go smoke or do some other stuff and I wouldn't really leave. Um, and then I also think, though, something like working out, right, even if it's not necessarily going to, like, a weight room or something like that, right? Um, doing some type of exercise is important, not just because of, like, the things it does for your mental, um, but also for, like, just getting a better version of yourself, right? Like you're going to feel better on some of the days. And again, like you said, there's going to be some days where it's really shitty, but those days where, you know, you go and work out and your energy is great and you're feeling great, you're going to be like, okay, yeah, I I can keep doing this. And you're going to have something that you can fall back on when you're having those tough days. Yeah. Um, And in a sense, it makes you, you know, you have to take it on like by yourself. Like I, you know, you could work out with someone or you could do all this stuff with people. When you find something that just is yours, it also helps you, like, deal with it by yourself. So. Yeah. Um, and I think, sorry, and also I just wanted to touch on the therapist point you said, too. Definitely. I think what you, what you said is, is really good, too, even for people who might not fully struggle in the sense that it's, it's, an, it's something that you can get stuff off of you that people usually hold. Right. And mm-hmm. that therapist, it, she, he or she doesn't care. Right. They, they're willing to sit there and let you vent 
and have things to say and respond um, in response to actually help you get through whatever you're personally going through in that moment. Um, and also, yeah, you are lucky just to point out <laughs> that you got one on your first try. I think I had like three or four that I tried before I found one. Yeah. And that's like definitely discouraging because you're doing something to help yourself. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I kind of like the things that we're talking about um, and I want to get on to the, to the next question as well. So, you know, and I know things like this is something that helps as well, but in terms of your view as well, what is, what do you think about the way mental health is viewed in society and also certain subsections of it? Yeah. So, you know, I think that 2020 has definitely um, helped the world of mental health just because so many people have had to go through something they never had to go through before. Um, just speak by being stuck in their house. They were like, Oh, what is this feeling? You know? So, yeah. but at the end of the day, society pretends to be okay with mental health, but it still has so long to go. Um, I love seeing like all the podcasts and Instagram pages and even my own friends that I would never think would talk about their mental health have, but I feel as though some part of society still looks at it as a joke. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think more people are dealing with it, so it's becoming more normal. But it, it's definitely not, it's not as normal as someone getting a disease or, you know, getting sick and needing help, which is not okay. Um, and I would say, like, one of the biggest things is, like, mental health in the workplace. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm in the hospitality industry, and I think that, you know, it really affects your mental health just because of the hours and the hard work you put in. Mm-hmm. And they're not as most places aren't as like patient with your mental health. Like I remember one day, like I was working somewhere and I texted someone like, I really don't think I could come in today. Like I'm not me, blah, 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 blah. And like everyone the next day knew and mm. everyone was asking me what was wrong. And I was like, that's not how you handle things, you know? And, you know, it's unfortunate that some people are, are understanding. And I know your first episode, you talked about it in sports a lot, mm-hmm. um, which is like, I think that when athletes and celebrities are honest about it, it's great because it makes it normal. Unfortunately, yeah. like that's our norma- normal, <laughs> but um, I definitely think that, it's come a long way, but it still has like a long, long way to go. No. Yeah. Um, I definitely agree. The sports thing is something that I very much like to think about and talk about. And um, what you said is right. When people like that in those positions come out and, and talk about their mental health and have a thing to, and have a voice to say around the mental health, it does give it something that, you know, people are going to listen to more and be willing to hear, right? Because it makes you realize, and I think I said it in the first one as well, and I think it very much goes for, for for athletes, right? I think people who are very much fans of sports look at athletes as like, oh, yeah, you know, these these massively, no, not, not all massive, but like, 
insane right, yeah. talented, right? In really good shape that you can do things to a level that most people can't. And we think that that means their mental is the same way, but people always forget they are humans too. Exactly. And on top of that, I think athletes, and I mean, celebrities as well, but I think athletes have a lot of that pressure. They have to play and be at a certain level, right? All the time. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a very draining thing to do on, on people's mental strength. Um, and there's been a lot of examples. And I'm, and like you said, I'm happy that more of them talk about it, right? Like, I think going back a few years now, it's becoming more and more common for athletes to talk about it. I think it started with people like uh, Kevin Love and DeMar DeRozan in the NBA. Yeah. And it's grown to a lot of other sports, you know, including, I think, even in, in Europe. And, you know, you, you know, I'm a big soccer fan. Right. Uh, yeah. And it's, it's growing over there, too. And I'm happy to see it, but I, but like you said, I think there's some progress, but overall there's still a view on it that has a negative stigma and people don't take it as serious as it needs to be. Yeah, and, th- and even some people's families, you know, don't yeah. understand it, which I is hard too. Definitely, I think. And I think that's also a little bit even more difficult for people who struggle because you want those close to you to be the ones to be like, you know, yes, we understand. And yes, we're going to be there for you. And when they're not, it kind of hurts a little bit more. Yeah. It's definitely hard. I mean, I'm, I'm grateful that, you know, my, my mom was always really supportive of me going to therapy and I have, um, I have three older sisters. So, you know, some of them deal with some of the same issues too. Uh So that makes it easy, but sometimes it makes it harder because you're like, you're living with someone who is also going through something. So it's like constantly like not one-upping each other, but, you know, it's hard to live with – the energy feeds off each other, (laughs) and that's fairly difficult, you know. I guess some people don't don't notice that either, which is also something in society. Like you could work with someone or, you know, play on the same team as someone, like, it's a it's a circle (laughs) (laughs) no yeah and i think the family thing is true too you know i've had i have family members who have gone through who have gone through and some still struggle you know maybe not as extreme as they used to but like i know my one of my brothers used to i used to um text him and call him and stuff when i was struggling in college because i knew he had gone through some depression as well um and, you know, there were times when he was able to give me some advice and that, that kind of helped me in that time. But again, there was also times where maybe, you know, he, he would give some advice, but it, because of what's going through in my head, sometimes it didn't really help. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to take advice when, like, you just want to shake them and tell them, like, you don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, yeah. it's it's hard to explain to someone that's, you know never been through it mm-hmm. what it is i know like part of your your podcast is like trying to get people to understand it who haven't been through it and yeah. you know that well, yeah. is like almost impossible <laughs> <laughs> well yeah no i, I I've, I've been trying to like i've only i'm always trying to think of ways to explain it to people you know for me one my biggest one was depression right and for yeah. me the best way I can explain that to people who might not understand it. And, you know, again, this might not help them fully understand it. For me, it was like, 
even on the best days, right? Like let's say in college, right? Because that's also when some of the height of mine was. Um, let's I don't know. Let's just use college examples. You go to right. class and you get some um, some assignments back, right? And you did really good, and it's really sunny, and you're you know you woke up with good energy. I could have those days, and then for some for no reason at all, be walking back to dorm after class, and something hits me. You know, and it's those days that are really difficult because you start thinking in your head, all right, hold on, all right? Like, I was having a good day, you know, shit was going well. What happened? Like, there's no way that yeah. this is random. And I think what people don't understand is that's what is part of the illness, right? Exactly, it's this yeah. balance that's going to pop up when it feels like, like it wants to pop up. And if you don't try to do things to take care of it, it's going to grow and grow and grow. And then for depression, especially, that's when it becomes that, you know, that big dark cloud and everything seems terrible and it gets worse and worse and worse. Yeah. It's like the saddest song you could think of is constantly playing. <laughs> yeah, that, I think that's a pretty good way to think of it. It just it gives you that feeling that anything is going to be sad, even if something that you usually love to do. Right. It still somehow is going to make it seem sad. Yeah, definitely. Um, in that sense, how I think, like you said, in terms of getting people who don't fully understand. Was that you? Okay, <laughs> sorry. No, you're good. I didn't know who it was. No, we're all right. Um, I just wanted to, this is the last question too. For that, especially the point that you brought up, how do you feel we can actually try to do that, try to make a difference and change that stigma and help people who might not go through it and not fully understand better understand? Yeah. Um, so this is hard because, you know, I've always been super honest with my mental health for the most part, even when I was going through it in high school. And, you know, even now I post like quotes or I say things and mm -hmm. I just don't, you know, it just, I do it, you know, I'm honest about it, but in high school, I'd always get really negative feedback, like, why are you so sad all the time, or you post a lot of sad things, or you're so negative, and I still, like, have someone wrote in my yearbook, like, I can't wait till you're so happy, and you post all about, or something like that, and, like, I just want to say to them, like, you realize this is negative, like, like, you know, and it's hard, because, a lot of people just thought I was negative. Like, no, I, I was depressed, but, you know, and, but, you know, and that's the stigma. Like, just get over it. Be happy. Be positive. You know, like, it's just a bad day, not a bad life. And I, I do agree with the last statement. Like, it's just a bad day, not a bad life. But it's also like, when someone's ill, like, yeah. no matter how much you say be positive, they're just going to get more like negative. Like that's just how it is. And unfortunately, like the only way people understand is if they go through it. Um, and even like when I got to college, a lot of my friends didn't understand why I just wanted to like chill and lay around. Yeah. So like to make a difference without having people go through, it's hard. Um, but those people that have said things to me are now the ones posting things, you know, now they understand it. Yeah, but I feel like normalizing it is a huge step in the mental health awareness. Mm -hmm. You know, when I was in high school, it was nor it was not normal to me seeing a therapist. Like I thought I was like 
damaged. So yeah. When I started being like honest about it, you know, people reach out now. People ask me like, how'd you find a therapist or, you know, and it feels good to have people like actually notice like you could help them. Um, but I think like a huge, huge thing with the mental health, like, and the stigma is, you know, men who go through it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you guys kind of, like this kind of goes like the athlete thing. Like people don't think men can have, you know, yeah. depression or anxiety. <laughs> yeah. Um, not all people, but I think that's a huge part of mental health. Like a lot of people just really feminize it. And I think that's something that really needs to be broken. Um, so I feel like to break that stigma is like speak out. Like the more people see that it isn't something to be ashamed of, the more people will get help for it, you know? And yeah. unfortunately it's hard. Oh, well, yeah, I know that that's the, the, the biggest thing about this whole conversation and this whole topic is that it is going to be hard and it will always be hard. Um, but what I think you said about the men part of it is true, right? I think a, a big majority of people who struggle are men. And a big reason for that is because they can't hold, you know, they, they're not supposed to show this or show that. And they're supposed to keep everything in and be the tough guy. And, you know, that's kind of what mine was when I struggled for a while, right? I, um, I just went to the point where I, I, I grew up playing sports. I had coaches that, you know, were the, the tough guy coaches and you didn't show, you know, that you were scared or you were sad or you didn't cry. Right. Like, I think there's a, a famous quote in a movie and of course I'm going to blank on the movie. Mm-hmm. I think it's about baseball, but, and the, one of the famous quotes is there's no crying in baseball. Right. You know, you know and I think it's just, it's an understanding that you, you can't just keep everything in. Right. And that, and that's what allow things to get to build up and get worse. And I think what you said in terms of um, especially men coming out and being more open about it is going to make people more comfortable. It, it's, it's a very big way that I think about that as well in the sense that, when you see that, oh, okay, yeah, that, that you know, six foot five tough guy mm-hmm. who's built and goes to the gym every day can al- is also going through some shit. It's going to make everybody, you know, other people who are scared to admit what they're going through be like, okay, well, if he can get go through that and can be open about it, so can I. And then I can be willing to go get the help and I can be willing to go take the steps. Um. But it's not until we stop looking at it and looking at people who are struggling with it in a, in a negative light and in like a crazy light, which I don't like to say it, but that's what people sometimes still look at it as. Right. Um, un- that it's going to change. And it's and I think I think it's going to take a while. But I think, like I said, with this type of stuff that I'm trying to do, too, it's a conversation that needs to be had so that we can make the change. Yeah. And I think that, you know, I mean some of my guy friends that have, you know, come to me and admitted to me, you know, if I was the person that needed, they needed to say it to, that's fine. You know, like sometimes you can't say it to some people and like find that person that you could be honest with, you know, and I know it's hard to like be honest about it. Like I have this, I have this. And like, even I like, like with people I just meet, like it's hard to admit to that. 
But like once you do, like that opens them to want to, you know, come forward as well. And then you realize a lot more people are going through the same stuff you are. Yeah, I think that's something else <laughs> that I ended up noticing with with both when I started posting on um, Instagram and stuff that, yeah, people, a lot of people struggle with this and a lot more people um, want to see somebody else who who they can help and who they, not necessarily they can help, but who they can get help from, I mean, um, because they see that they're going through the same thing and it's not just an anomaly, right? I, I think one of the biggest things, especially back in the day, is people used to think they were alone. And it's like, yeah. no, no, it's, it's, it's very common. <laughs> exactly. And I think that's a way that like breaks the stigma around it and like the awareness becomes more clear when, you know, everyone's honest about how they feel. Yeah, I agree with that. I think, I think we're going in a direction that can be beneficial. Um, but it's up to people to keep having the conversation and keep taking those steps. Right. Hey, look, I think that was the last question that we had. And I love the stuff, the, the things that you brought up and the, the topics and the way that you spoke about it. Um, I appreciate you 100% coming on my podcast. I know it might have been a little nervous because you said it was your first one. <laughs> um, I want to give you a chance if you have any closing statements and any type of, you know, whether it's a quote or just a statement to give people a little bit of motivation. Right. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was it was great to be able to talk about it and not just, you know, text someone about it. But um, I would say, you know, that you know, it's okay not to be okay. And I love this like little statement because you have to be reminded that it's okay if, if you don't feel like yourself or if you're going through something. Just, you know, you have to keep pushing and give yourself the same kind of kindness and patience that you give to others. Like, I'm 100% one to do this all the time. I I give, 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 and then I'm left with myself with nothing. And, like, you can't do that. Like, you know, I like, you can't, you can't always do things for someone else. You always have to give yourself the same kind of grace. So I would say that. Um, And also just be honest and you can get through it. You know, I mean, I even have, I know I'm, I'm coming on here acting like that. I've overcome everything, but no, like I just yesterday had a bad day, you know? So yeah, exactly. You know, it's okay to not be okay. And that's my, my little statement for the day. All right. Um, I'm, I will give mine to, uh, and I'll go off of what you're saying, right. About the whole, the keep pushing part, right. It's one of the ways that I've thought about trying to be better with stuff and how I've gotten through my um, struggles is you want to try to keep pushing even on the days when you think, you know, the where like you think that, oh yeah, I'm, I'm too low and I can't do anything today, even if it's something small, right? Keep doing something to keep moving forward because you're gonna get to those days where, where instead of all you can do is crawl to keep moving forward, you can you're gonna get up and you're gonna stand up and you're gonna start walking, then you're gonna start jogging, then you're gonna start running, 
And if you just keep your head down and work at becoming a better you and keep battling your, your mental struggles, there's going to be a day when you look up and you'll be at a point where you're full out sprinting towards whatever your version of happiness and whatever your goals are. Yeah, I agree. That's awesome. So that is the end of this second episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. It will be coming out soon. And um, thank you for listening. Emily, once again, thank you for coming on. And I hope everybody has an awesome day.